Welcome to Bitch Talk. Booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Aaron. Guess what? We have a 300th episode party happening on August 25th in San Francisco. It's called Bitches and Brunch. We will have uh, beats by DJ Bite Size. We will have breakfast burritos by Chef Manny J. We will be at Fleetwood, which is in San Francisco, owned by a good friend of ours, Nico. And we'll be there with beer provided by Bear Bottle Brewery from San Francisco. So it's going to be fun. Please come through. You can find our event on Eventbrite. Just uh, search Bitches and Brunch. It'll come up right away. We would love for you to RSVP and, you know, donate because we don't charge for the podcast. RSVP so we get accurate head count. We want to see you there. We want you to say hi. We want you to take photos in our makeshift photo booth that Ange will be creating uh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you can find all of our socials, all of our episodes at uh, bitchtalkpodcast.com. Ange is going to talk about this upcoming interview in this episode with the ladies from Skate Kitchen. Yeah, I'm really excited because this film is about inspirational women in New York. That It's a story that's not told, but is thriving in the underground. And I have to say I was a little intimidated because I've always wanted to be a skateboarder my entire life, but thanks to my bad knees and my bad ankles, thanks mom, I don't know if that's a Filipino thing, you can write me about it. Anyway, not to place blame, I've always wanted to be a skateboarder, and here I am full of this room of bad bitches who are skateboarding in the streets of New York. And I think you're really going to enjoy it and really appreciate their perspective. So, here you go. All right, welcome back, Bitch Talkers. I'm sitting here with director, writer, uh, Crystal Moselle, and basically the whole cast of, of, uh, of the film. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. I kind of feel like... I'm at a party that I'm like not cool enough to be at. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is so awesome to have you guys here. And I love the backstory of this film. Can you give me a little history of how you, how you met these two girls right here on the subway? Well, I was on the subway on the G train and I saw Nina and Rochelle. They're hanging out and Nina was telling them some story and... <laughs> I don't know, she just has this crazy voice that that silences a room. <laughs> and she's, I was immediately intrigued and uh, I was kind of spying on them, I guess. And then I followed them off the train and I asked them if they wanted to do some sort of project at some point. I didn't know what it was, but I just, they had skateboards, which is a little bit rare. Have some girls with skateboards. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't know, like we exchanged information and then we went to coffee, which I always thought it was cute because they're so excited about getting coffee. Wait, but Rochelle and Nina, were you guys creeped out a little bit? Like this woman's no, just following you off the subway or? No, <laughs> no we weren't. Okay. I feel like in New York, people just talk to you randomly. Right, like right. Yeah, as long as they're fully clothed, I guess oh, you, yeah, you're yeah, good, yeah. right? You got pants oh, on? I'll listen for a second. Yeah, we also, <laughs> she, she mentioned, she's like, oh, I did the wolf pack. So that night I went home and, like, looked her up. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, she's actually not, she's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, we met up and had an opportunity to do a project with this brand called Mimu. Mm -hmm. And 
It's like a short film. I mean, I was a documentary filmmaker before that, so I didn't really... I knew I wanted to do fiction, I just didn't know what or how or where or anything. But, so immediately I was like, oh, I'm gonna do, try to do a documentary on these girls. Like, let's, let's try to do something. And, but then this opportunity came up and it had to get finished within the next month and a half. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I would start talking to them about their experiences in their life. And that's kind of how a more narrative approach came across. I was like, let's just like kind of reenact some experiences and yeah. do some cool dreamy sequences and see what happens. But then we just started talking and it became more and more of a narrative. And then that was a short and oh and then Nina and I, I like I was like we need more girls at skate like we need a bunch of them and Nina and I went through her Instagram and she's like what about this girl she's cool I know I went to high school with her and so she basically curated this group of girls that she knew and then we all kind of came together and made this film this short that was for uh, Mimi Woman's Tale and then we brought that to the Venice Film Festival and mm-hmm. it just, it really did well. And um, I had a conversation with Kim Yutani from Sundance. I showed her the film and she said, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a documentary next. Like, this is just like the short film. She's like, what do you know? Like, if you make this into a feature, it will be the film that I've always wanted to see. Right. So I was like, yeah. okay, I got I to gotta make this film that Kim's always wanted to see. Um and then there was also this other film that I really got inspired by called All These Sleepless Nights that was kind of half documentary, half scripted. It's about these two kids. It's kind of, it's like a real like hangout, kind of dreamy, poetic movie. And mm-hmm. um, and I kind of, I, I guess like the main thing is that by nature, I want to collaborate with the people that I work with. And when you're making a documentary, it really, um, it felt restrictive I guess hmm. this I just this film I was like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just completely not play by any rules and do exactly what I want to do mm-hmm. and that just led me to hanging out with them and yeah there's so much more freedom in that well that's what I love about your work is these stories just kind of come to you it's not like you sit there and you're like I want to do a story on on these girls at skateboard in New York it, it kind of just fall in your lap the same with Wolfpack yeah it just w- became organic yeah that's yeah, if I plan things out too much, it doesn't work out. <laughs> well, how did you decide to choose Rochelle's story to focus on mainly? I think we just, I think it was just like conversations, and it made sense because like there was this world that like Nina's like world was there in New York and very set up and so cool and interesting and daring and and Rochelle was. When I met her, she was just coming into that world. So I was witnessing her come into that world. Hmm. And like her, like just kind of like the, the like there's a scene in the film, um, the Move Your Feet scene, the junior senior song, and they're all dancing and having fun and going crazy. And she's kind of just observing and just being really like, holy shit, what is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I totally witnessed that happening. Hmm in real time and then I recreated it and just like so many things like the tampon talk scene when like <laughs> Nina and Dee Dee like um talk about you know she's you know anyways I don't want to spoil the movie <laughs> yeah yeah I don't want to spoil the movie but you know 
those are all things that you witnessed yeah. firsthand. So, so the girls, you guys had a lot of input. Did you? Would you tell her stories like, "Oh, this happened one day, and this happened one day"? Like, did they have input in the script writing, and like in terms of improving during during filming? We didn't really improv that much because we we practiced the scenes like so many times. But we did in the rehearsal space and mm -hmm. like, rehearsal. We did a lot of improv, and I kind of learn and take notes and all that kind of stuff. And then it became more like once we were on set, they kind of knew the drill and like what needed to happen because we had like a very tight filming schedule. Yeah. Yeah, well, some of my favorite parts of the film are just watching them skate and watching them them hang out just a regular day-to-day -day basis. Like, when you guys were at the skate parks and stuff like that, did you feel pressured to land tricks? Like, were you yeah. would, would you ever hold back production and be like, wait, wait, I can yeah, get it. Just give me 10 time. more minutes. All the time. I mean, yeah. Crystal knew this about us already. <laughs> so, I mean, during the short, I remember during the short film we did, we... I felt like I didn't have enough time, and I was getting really mad. So, uh, Crystal and Major, we had like full days where we just could skate. And we also had a cool um, filmer who was a skater as well, mm -hmm. and he like would follow us around and make sure that we did have enough time to do what we needed to do. Cool. So you would have just full days at the skate park, and you would just let them let them go. We would have like chunks of like if we were at the skate park filming like a scene, like in the morning, like we would you know, have like two hours that we were able to like shoot and like try out tricks and each each one of them would be able to um, have the time to try stuff out. And cool, was, was there ever anything like in the script or anything that came up that you were like, no, that doesn't seem like something that I would do or I, that's not something that, that a real skater, you know, would do or say? Yeah, like, well, do you have examples of things like I, that? One thing I remember, a board slide in the script was called a rail slide. And I was like, nah, that's not. <laughs> but that's it, really. I mean, she. All that's pretty good. If that's all, the only all thing. All the tricks were our own tricks that we did. Like she didn't well, say you have to land a, you have to do boards on this hand route. Like no, it wasn't any of that. I don't, even, I don't even. know what to. I was like, you skate and do yeah, something cool. Yeah. <laughs> we just did whatever we wanted. But also, like, I mean, generally, like I really look to them for authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like, they would literally be, I mean, I think every one time Nina came up to me, she was like, you cannot, like, they can't say it like that. Like, it can't be like that. It, this is just, it looks really stupid. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Right, Nina? Yeah. Like, she was like, I, I, I really look to them for that because it's their world. It's not my world. All I, right. I don't know. What it's, I mean, I kind of know what it's like because I. Hang Did out you grow up skating or? or in, in I grew up hanging out with lots of skateboarders. Okay. They're they're never girls. Yeah, yeah. And so, do you prefer, in that sense, because you like en engulfing yourself in these in these communities, these subcultures? Do you prefer working with non-actors? You or do you like? Yeah. That process yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. I haven't worked with that many actors. Another thing that I love is Skate Kitchen didn't even come about until after your short was made, right? You, well, you kind of no, got actually, the idea. Well, well, actually, we set up the Instagram. Uh, well, before we did the short, we all started hanging out mm -hmm. about two months before we did the short. That's when we all met, and that's when I made the Instagram, the Skate Kitchen. We decided to call ourselves that because of you know the idea that girls should be in the kitchen and we're kind of mocking that. Yeah. So no, the yeah. skate kitchen was like an Instagram before we did the short, but then what meeting Crystal is what actually made it come about. Mm -hmm. And then this movie uses also skate kitchen. So it's like we actually it's 
real, but it's also fictional in this movie. It's also confusing sometimes. Yeah, it's really confusing. To separate the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, before this, was it hard to meet other female skaters? Or even to connect. You know how yes. oftentimes you'll, you'll find that it's hard to make friends with girls or you'll be judgmental of each other instead yeah. of supportive of each other. Like I Before mean, you started Skate Kitchen, was it harder? to? Well, I didn't know anybody besides Nina. And then that's when I met Nina. And then I knew other all, girls, though. She mm-hmm. knew before. the other girls. Yeah. So it was already a strong community for you. Yeah, I knew other girls in the city. But that's because I was already immersed there. And I'd, mm-hmm. I'd been around for a while. And I... At one point, like, I felt like I was the only girl there mm-hmm. until I started meeting these other girls and girls started skating more. But um, the short film definitely solidified the crew as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really beautiful example of how social media can really build communities and and unite people. I think it has a bad connotation sometimes of dividing, yeah. but it can also unite and, and build community. Even now, though, we use social media to connect with other girls. We were in Dallas, we were in Austin, we were in London, and we got to skate with all these girls because we just put out, hey, we're here. We're, like, are there any of you guys out here? Oh, and once this film goes out everywhere, it's going to be crazy. Everybody's going to want to be part of this. There's going to be skate yeah. kitchens everywhere. And we hope that they're in London, the girls are like, we're going to call ourselves the skate, what was it, the skate living room? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I love that. It, was there, um, do you still feel this rivalry when you go to skate parks and stuff like that where you're like competing with the boys no. or, or do you feel more accepted now? Like, what is that like? I mean, like, now that when I go to parks, like, when I was younger, I used to be more intimidated, but now it's like I have guy friends that skate and then, you know, it's not as like crazy for me because like I've just been in that world for so long that if, even if like the only girl in the park, which is like really rare, because usually if I go to even skate Chelsea, Nina will be there, or other girls will be there. So it's like <laughs> usually there's at least another girl in the park. But if there's mm-hmm. not, then I'm not really bothered by just being surrounded by guys. And a lot of them are more used to seeing girls in the parks now, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are just like much more chill about it. Of course, there's some guys who could be still rude and just treat you in a weird way. But those yeah. boys are usually boys that are also mean to other boys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to yeah. say, but there's always going to be an asshole everywhere you go in life, yeah. regardless. Yeah. yeah. The most Especially in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that I learned from this movie that still haunts me to this day is this term, credit getting credit oh carded. Oh, my God. I, I, it I, haunts you, it haunts me. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's never happened to me, but yeah, so has this... Yeah, that happened to me. Okay, so the funny story about that is <sighs> it happened to me when I was 14 years old and that's where it got like inspired for the movie oh my but then God. it happened to me again in march like oh, just recently worse. yeah it happened but worse it was so bad okay you're gonna have to watch the film if you don't know this term we'll just leave you with that you can <laughs> yeah you can let that your imagination yeah i'm wow okay so this is how okay this is like a regular this is a thing it happened to this other girl too like recently <laughs> yeah. Same. Knock on wood. I hope it, yeah. Knock I on hope wood. I, I hope because it's not fun. <laughs> well, another really cool aspect of the film is you, the relationship that uh, you have with your mother. Yeah. Was that something that was a personal story, yeah. or was that how did you fit that in? So, yeah, I guess the the whole tension between me and my parents and my mom is true. It didn't exactly happen like how it is in the movie. You know, she doesn't act. She never actually took my board away but she did kick me out you know those those, those little things Mm -hmm. so there it is inspired i would say off of real things Mm -hmm. but yeah was it hard for you to get to that place emotionally because you do Mm -hmm. such a great job i I would never would have expected that 
most of the people in the film were non-actors. It like, wasn't hard for her. It hmm. was. It wasn't. No, it was definitely. It felt so. A lot of the stuff that uh, we were recreating was things that were still recent. So hmm. everything we were recreating, a little fresh. Yeah, it was really fresh. So I actually didn't expect to feel certain things. Like I remember one time. I don't know. Things with the dad was really was kind of hard. Uh, and some scenes that were cut were like actually really hard. And hmm. yeah, I mean, I, my parents haven't seen it, and. Uh, it's gonna be interesting when they see it. Are they gonna be in uh, for New, the New York? New York premiere. We'll see it, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I think it could do a lot of real healing and yeah. bring yeah. up conversations. They're all, like they are incredibly, um, uh, like they surprised me with their acting skills. Yeah, Being able to. Um, pull emotions and create these worlds and these relationships with each other. I was incredibly just blown away. Right. Was everyone game from the start to, to be in this film or were some people a little hesitant or you, you were all excited to, to be part of it? Yeah. You weren't nervous about? Well, I mean, I know it was like a little like uh, nerve wracking when the camera was like in front of you, but I think, you know, instead of being around people that you didn't know at all, you're around your friends and then environments that you were already used to like skate parks and stuff like that so it made it much easier to get comfortable and since we were playing roles that were much closer to our lives it wasn't you know that crazy to um <laughs> it, wasn't, it was like it was um it didn't make it that that difficult. It made it much easier. Yeah. In that aspect. Yeah, and you, you were on your board, so that I, I mean, it just it, the film does just the best job of showing that skateboarding it's not just some hobby or sport. It really is an extension of your life. It's basically a limb for you. And I I just I I, I feel like everybody that watches is just gonna want to hop on a board. And like skateboarding through New York City looks like the most beautiful, most fun thing that you so could. Yeah, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Girls are gonna start skating everywhere. They already yeah. are. Right. But after this, like, they'll just be less afraid. Yeah, they're gonna see that like it's okay to just try it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like girls are still really scared, but once they see more girls doing it, it it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's the. But what I love about the movie is it's not just about. A women inclusion like a skate kitchen you have some guys that yeah, skate with you too it's just kind of like everyone's being included together and, and that that's kind of what the movement is so I love you guys are kind of like okay there's some hope for the future <laughs> you know mm-hmm. if they're if our, our uh, young adults like you are just trying to make everybody feel included and and just not be afraid mm-hmm. are you teaching too do you teach lessons or you know um, I host these girl sessions in New York where I'll basically just post on my Instagram, come to this place at this time, and it'll just be like a free-for-all, just see who shows up. Yeah. And then tons of girls will just show up. Really? That's yeah. so cool. All age ranges or what? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. 30-something-year-olds can join yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Anybody. <laughs> skateboarding has yeah. no age <laughs> That's cool. I know a 40-year-old woman who just started skating. Really? Sweet. Mm-hmm. So you'll just do random like pop-ups, basically. Yeah, and then girls just come, and then... Everybody just makes friends with each other because we all feel the same because we're all coming from the same place. And they go hard at these sessions. Like, they'll slam again and again and again, but they don't care. Yeah, that's cool. 
Uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie is, I, I forget who says it, maybe it's your character, Rochelle, but you, you were talking about skateboarding and how it's different um, for boys versus girls, and you say um, you can't think when you're skating, and girls yeah, think too much. Yeah. You, guys, you guys feel that? Like, it's, is it hard for you to, like, just kind of not overthink things when you're skating? I think it just depends on the person you are. I know for myself, I tend to overthink things. I say, whether well, I'm trying to do a trick, I'll think of all the little things I do, whether it's, like, my stance or where I position my shoulders or my feet and then all this other stuff, but that's just me as a person. And those other girls who like, don't think of anything or guys who think of a lot, I don't think it's particularly just girls who overthink what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so much for this film. Um, it's so beautifully shot, and I, I love the message, and I love the movement that you guys are starting. So uh, go out and see Skate Kitchen. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, that was my interview with director and writer Crystal Moselle and basically the entire cast of Skate Kitchen. Aaron, I'm so upset that you missed this because I know how much you love the film. You bailed on us. Yeah, you did? I totally bailed. Um, <laughs> Something called work? I don't know. What's that about? It's I don't a little know. thing that keeps us all busy. <laughs> I just, I loved this film so much mm-hmm. and I really, I, the whole time I was watching it, I was really trying to negotiate in my head like, so what if I'm a certain age? I could totally get a skateboard right now and mm-hmm. just go to Golden Gate Park on Sundays when there's no cars and my boyfriend used to be a skater so he can just teach me how to skate but that's not really true because I I hurt myself just sleeping at night so I can't really be on a skateboard anymore right but I really want to be this and movie is so good and you know what's so funny uh my friend who's actually your friend now just had a child mercy oh yeah she like, broke one? her ankle yeah skateboard a year and a half like ago jumping. because she bought a new skateboard and yeah. got so excited it, oh, as a woman in her 30s. And I was like, I, I think, you know. It's just, I wish this I've, film I've, was out for girls when I was a girl, like a young girl. I you know, really do. You know, it's so funny that you say that. I um, I met this girl that was that's a skateboarder, the daughter of a friend of mine. And I was like, oh, my God, there's this film coming out. It's called Skate Kitchen. It's about a female crew in New York. And, blah, blah. and she was so excited about it. And I, I'm just, ex- I'm just happy that we have this generation of kids that are growing up with all these possibilities like, yes. that are they're not even possibilities they're already happening right for us we had no examples of this i had a skateboard when i was a kid but i lived on a hill so it was like what was i gonna do with it? i lived on a hill too but i it was fucking rollerblades it was neon it. pink it had a skull on it did it have new kids on the block? No, a skull. I was badass. Right, fine. What do you want Whatever. with me? Did it have uh, two different color wheels? No, <laughs> I wish it did. But it was kind of the wider one, so it was easier to like sit on and like ride down the hill. Yeah, no, so I, I wasn't. I had that. I had the my first my first skateboard was a neon pink hot skateboard with from uh, Nash. Have you heard, you remember those? Those were like those. Uh, pre-made that you get at like Toys R Us. You I, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the Shari, you're a skateboarder? I didn't know this. Duh. Dude, dude, I grew up around, I grew up on a street full of a bunch of boys. boys. What do I know? So I'm like, I'm the, yeah, oh like I'm the, like the lone girl. With you were so cute. Did you have Vans too? Of course I did. Oh and I was so stoked when I got the high top Vans because the guys Duh. were like, you need to get high top Vans. And I was like this girl that was just like, all right, I'm going to play with the boys. Yeah. Hell oh, yeah! I grew up a tomboy and then, too. And then they yeah, told me. Sure. And then they told me to. Um, and then uh, when I, w- the more I was skateboarding with them, 
they were like my skateboard kind of sucked because it was a Nash. Right. It's from Toys R Us. It wasn't from like, you know, yeah, PacSun or something. Exactly. I, I, so <laughs> I went to Santa Cruz and <gasps> made my mom buy me oh, a Santa Cruz shit. deck with the, ch- and buy the, the independent trucks and buy nice. the real wheels and assemble. Oh, that's a special moment. And that then, is. And then I tried to ollie and I scraped both of my knees and then I stopped for a while. Char, <laughs> I know you haven't seen this film. If there's a way for you to see it, you will be like, fuck. Like, you would want to roll with these girls. Even though there's kind of like young girl bullshit in it and it's fine. It happens every generation. But that's human. Right. They're human, but, though. Um, they can be our heroes, uh, our younger heroes. I loved it. But you know what's so funny about the actual interview was that being, oh. in, being in a room with them... They had no fucking clue how badass they were. I'm I'm trying to ask them questions like, yeah, do you know that you're like starting this whole generation of girls, this movement of of girls that are growing up thinking that's normal? Right. I didn't. None of us did here. No. Because we're not millennials in this fucking room. Fuck you guys. But we didn't grow up knowing that. And they didn't. They were just so nonchalant. I would ask them questions. They're like, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's just what we do. And I love that. Basically, what Angela's saying is I threw her into a room full of <laughs> 19-year-olds, maybe 20. Oh, we're going to post the picture. There was like 10 of and them. And I felt really Seriously. badly. And uh, I, I, day of, knew I couldn't make it. I really tried to... <laughs> Make it about just the director and maybe the main star, and then later on, which, I, sh- I start. It, it's fine. It's totally fine. It, it kind of out. went that direction, anyways. But right. we walked like Angie and I thought we were walking into a room, something different, of a few people, and, it was, <laughs> and we walked into people. a room of yeah. like, of like 15, <laughs> 15 people. You'll see the picture. Were ready to be on mic, and I was if like, we, if we put a mic in front of them, hi. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so now, I did, in a way. I only had three mics, but I tried to put them in front of them. Well, it's so funny. It reminded me of, uh, I don't remember if it was a meme or, or what it was, but it was like, oh, I, you know, I always, I, I feel so young. I feel like I'm in my 20s until I meet people, in, people their 20s. in their 20s. And I'm like, whoa, I'm definitely not. Yeah. No. And that, that I walked in that room thinking like, I'm not cool enough to be in this fucking room. That's for sure. But they were so awesome. And they were so, I, I mean, I, I just love their presence because to them it's normal. To them it's normal to be female skateboarders, to be uh, – they have this whole skate kitchen crew now. I know. That spans the country. And to them it's no big deal. But for us, they don't understand what that means to us. No. And I love that. I love that for them it's nonchalant. And, and that's cool to know that our future generations are going to grow up thinking that that's not such a big deal. Yeah. I'm – the. The way that I listen for skateboards now is so much different. Like, as soon as I hear it rolling down the sidewalk, I'm like, it's like a little dog. Like, where are they? Where are they? I can't wait. I wish I was on one. It's okay. Well, uh, anyways, Skate Kitchen opens today in the Bay Area and other markets. August 17th. Do it. Go yeah. see it. Support Crystal Moselle. I can't wait to see what she does next. But honestly, it just happens. It just has to do with what she, who she bumps into next. Because that's really how her films have come. Have come. We have it's, to put our little skate kitchen uh, stickers on the wall. Oh yeah, Mine's we on have my laptop five. Already. I have five million of them. Oh yeah, you should do it. Wallpaper a wall. But um, go out and see Skate Kitchen. Also, just go online if you're local or not local. You can fly in for the day. August 25th is our 300th episode party at Fleetwood in San Francisco. 
Uh, you can go on to Eventbrite. Just search Bitches and Brunch. You'll find us right away. Just RSVP. Come through. Say hi. Celebrate with us because if you didn't know, our 300th episode is featuring W. Kamau Bell. We have a lot to celebrate, and yeah. we lo- have a lot to be proud of and a lot to be grateful for, yeah. and that's mainly you guys. So right. please come so we can thank you in person, and we love hugging, if you haven't noticed. Hug or a spank. Let's Whatever hug it want. out, goddammit. Whatever you want. I will bend over. On that note. Bitch, please.